Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, back to Will and Divi on 95.7 The Game. I'm trying to remember this off the top of my head. Here, I can look it up. Do you know off the top of your head how many NFL teams Sean Salisbury played for? Ah, boy, I would say four is my guess. I think I have it as potentially five if we include offseason and practice squad. Is that right, Sean Salisbury? Are we at five? Uh, that's a good question. I have to count it. I never was in a practice squad team. I was always on the regular roster. Okay. So one, two, Minnesota, San Diego, brief stint in Houston. And in, yeah, five. Five, right? Seahawks, five. Yeah. Indy, yeah. Minnesota, Houston, San Diego. Here's why That's I it. ask. And welcome, Most of it way. in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, and, and hey, how you doing? Thanks for coming on. Good to be on with you guys. Hell, I'm glad you asked the question. I don't even know the answer to my own damn career. Exactly. So, there you go. <laughs> Sean Salisbury with us here on Willard and Dibs, 95-7 the game. So here's why I ask. Did it ever get spicy in any sort of a way between you and a team you left and then coming back around because Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson, for different reasons and in different ways, they seem a little 49ers spicy here as they get ready for Dolphins Niners. And whatever it takes, man. That's what I mean. Guys do it different. I mean, I I don't think it's spite. Let's listen. Let, let me preface this by saying no matter if it, when somebody either quits on you or doesn't sign you, when I say quits on you, trades you or cuts you or lets you walk in free agency, whatever it is, they're basically saying they're not interested anymore or they can't afford you. You're not part of it. And when they do that or somebody leaves, there's that feeling of, well, wait a minute, they don't love me anymore, even if they may have really liked them. And so there's always the incentive. Listen, you go back and play your old team. You want to prove to your ex-teammates, to the fans in the stands. There's no doubt. The key is you can't let... Your and I don't think it's spite for these guys, but your get caught up in. It's like when you're playing a guy in hoops, guys, and he's talking at the gym all the time, right? And he finally talks his way into you taking yourself out of your game because you're more worried about him. Same thing can happen here. It's once the game starts, it's football, and spice is okay. Some guys handle. It. I was never bitter at X teams, but you're damn right when I played against a team that I had previously played for, 
I wanted to play out of my mind or have a good game against them to send a message, but I tried not to let that use up my practice time or my week because I wasn't good. I'm not, I'm not good enough like Caleb Williams to run around and make plays no matter what. I needed to focus on it. So I, it's okay to have that incentive. And if, if there's bulletin board material, use it to your advantage. But they still got buddies, but they want to send a loud message. I can't blame them. What about the message being sent from coach to coach? My laminated spreadsheet is better than your laminated play sheet. You got McDaniel and Shanahan. And the master and the pupil. Is there going to be a little bit of, uh, you know, maybe showcasing my formation is better than yours on Sunday? Absolutely. That's such a great point. But going back, even them, guys, you think about this. You want to go into. You want to go into, hey, listen, I'm Mike. I was, you know, I don't want to say the understudy, but he was my boss. And, and we learned together. We were attached at the hip at places along the way. We can finish each other's senses. But I'm going to prove to, the, to, 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 to my head coach that now that I'm the head coach, we do things different than him, and I'm a little bit better. Of course. And I don't think it's in a mean, spiteful way. And the truth is you could probably go like this, hand Mike uh, Kyle's play sheet and had Kyle Mike's play sheet and say, yeah, I knew this is what you were going to do on third down. It, just different rapper, honestly. And they'll do it different because one has more speed on the perimeter. The other, and Mike would rather run it more right now, but their, their efficiency is throwing the hell out of the ball. And so we know what they both want to do. There's not going to be surprises, but there may be one okey-doke mixed in to get something going, but I think they pretty much know each other. It'll come down to execution. Both of them will design a great plan, and it usually does. But, yeah, the gamesmanship, oh, I can't imagine huh. the, the, the nonsense that's talked when they get on the field during <laughs> pregame warm-up because, you know, McDaniel talks that all the time to Tua. Oh, I would imagine Kyle and, and Mike are getting after it and having fun. But don't kid yourself. With all the fun and games and friends, you damn well know the other one wants to show the other one up and win the game. But you can't let your ego take over what you need to do on third and three as opposed to show Kyle Shanahan or Mike McDaniel that I'm still the king, right? But it'll be a fun, that's a fun sidebar in this game. No, this is a really good one. It's got so many levels to it. Sean, what about this one? Especially with your quarterback uh, history, I, I wonder how you would have felt in these situations. The well-documented story of Mike McDaniel showing Tua, I believe in you. You can be this player. And he's come out and he's played as well as any quarterback in the NFL. Meantime, the other side of the ball, here's Jimmy Garoppolo, who was fired, left to be in shorts during training camp throughout the offseason, and then a broken ankle leads to him being the starting quarterback. Very opposite. His coaches told him, I don't believe in you. How do you see that affecting these two quarterbacks? I think we've already seen it with Jimmy. I mean, it's happened all the time, and Jimmy's responded. And you know what's crazy about it? Both of them, along with Hurts, and I guess Baker Mayfield, but Baker was being moved out of his building, you know, to another place. What name me three quarterbacks more maligned in the all questions surrounded them? Jimmy was supposed to lose his job. Hurts, we're not real sure if he's a guy that can throw it and run it equally well, and how good will he be as a passer? And Tua, remember we wanted to replace him, right? When Florida, oh, we want Deshaun Watson. We're not sure Tua is physically good enough. Well, Tua leads under like the the quarterback rating thing that ESPN does, the, the quarterback stuff. He's like one in like fifteen categories under pressure, against zone, against in the red zone backed up i mean he's off the charts and mike's had been mike believed in him and and said listen here's why like see i've looked in the mirror and said sean you suck like tua said he did or do you suck (laughs) but then my the the mirror talked back to me and said yeah sean 700 plays ain't gonna fix it for you with tua (laughs) there's this ability and mike to 
That's part of being great, guys, is getting buy-in however you do it. He got Tua to buy-in. Tua got him to buy into accuracy, throwing on time, go get me weapons. And now he's a front-runner for the MVP on the other side of back to Jimmy. I think we've already got the answer how Jimmy responds during all this, kind of kick to the curb. Oh, he's just a guy. Well, here he is running, you know, 15, 16 touchdowns against four or five picks, whatever it is, and playing really efficient football and answering the call and increasing his value and giving the 49ers a legitimate chance to win. Jimmy's answered it, but it was 180 degrees difference of how both franchises went about building their guy up. One built him up, one had to build himself up with the help of his, help of his teammates. And the teammates have been very helpful, especially that defense. We'll get to them in a minute, but first the run game. If Christian McCaffrey is unable to go, they already lost Eli Mitchell. They're averaging just 4.4 per carry, which is 17th in the league. How can Kyle Shanahan get to his comfort zone of 30 rushes if he's got to lean on two rookies to carry the rock? I'm going to tell you what I do this week. And Lowe and I mentioned and talked about it a little bit. Debo Samuel becomes a more... He, I, I, he's carrying the ball because he's physical, and I can be versatile with him even if he doesn't touch it. I'm going to get Debo more carries from that position, even if it's on empty the backfield and he runs jet sweep inside zone. He is going to touch it a few more times if that's the case. But you also have to have trust. you got to trust that your scheme's good enough to at least give you enough that Jimmy can run play action, and then you're going to lean on. These are the times, guys, and you asked about Jimmy, guys, you, uh, about how they went about it. These are the times, oh, McCaffrey may not be able to go day-to-day, leaning on rookies. Where's Debo going to be deployed? Isn't this when we expect the guy to the quarterback to step up his game right another level? Jimmy, we may have to throw it 35 times, and you're going to have to respond and may have to match to a throw for throw if it comes to that. I don't think they're going to abandon the run because I'm going to tell you what you don't want to do, even with that defense. You don't want to go three and out, three and out, three and out because they're getting people in space like crazy, and the ball comes out. So I would imagine Jimmy to elevate. You got to trust what you do with rookies and hope they're ready. But I would, in tough situations. Debo Samuel would be catching it, running it, or catching it from the backfield this week more than he has since McCaffrey's been there. Sean, uh, speaking of that show you did with Lowe, which you can catch every Monday right here on 95.7 The Game, uh, you said in that football hour that, that at times you think Jimmy can't make the easy throw and that if he could, that would be a total game changer. Expand on that if you would. And it's it, not that he can't, but the, the thing for me, I'm not really worried about Jimmy, and you saw it this past week, guys. I'm not worried about him making a high-stress throw because I think he's pretty good. And now, he may not have the physical ability that Allen or Mahomes have, but he's he'll make a difficult throw because he understands, and the ball comes out quick with him, too. The thing that has hampered him is the common throw. Not all the time. I think he can make it. But that's what the deal is. A lot of times we're wondering, can a guy throw a whole shot versus too deep? Does he have enough arm? For Jimmy, for me it is, when you run a corner route or when Iuke's open in the end zone, that you, you don't miss the open guy. You know, guys, think about when you're playing with your, when we're all playing catch with our buddies, you know, like, or you're playing hoops and you got a layup in two on two and you click it off the top, it hits off the rim and, and you said, go up and dunk it and finish. Don't miss the common layup. I don't want Jimmy to miss the layups. It's the one in the Super Bowl. It's last week against like it's the wheel route that you got a shot to put it in there and you just overthrow it. Can he? Yes. But in big games like this, which is one of the offense and defense and two of the teams that could meet again in February, they're both good enough, is to 
the, 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 I'm not worried about the shallow crosser. It's that corner route, the corner squats, and I throw it to the back pylon. Do I make it where it's an easy catch when there's five yards of space? I'm not really worried about the three yards of space. It's the simple throw. If Jimmy will hit layups, the 49ers are good enough to not only win this game, but to win the NFC when all is said and done. And I think he can, but that's been my concern too many, when I say too many, a, a throw here or two throws there, the common throw in big moments is the one he's got to make. And we've seen big games swing on him not making those throws in right. big moments. On the other side, this defense, Sean, has been so nasty. Four second-half shutouts consecutively. What do you think about the matchup, though, with Waddle and Tyreek against a secondary that hasn't really been tested deep too much? Yeah, I'm glad you asked that because I was just doing a podcast before I came on with you guys. And my number one key is exactly what you're talking about with this. And the, the, and the 49ers defense, listen, if you don't bring it, you better bring a good supply of body bags because you're gonna, they're going to hurt you. I mean, it, that's how good they can be. To me, the biggest key to this game, because even if you blitz Tua off the slot or bring somebody from secondary... He, the ball comes out so quickly, guys, and he's processing information so quickly. The ball will come out even if it's a free runner. You know, now if you get interior pressure, he's not a great scrambler east and west. So they're going to try to dial up different looks. But to me, the whole key is on the perimeter, whether it's slot or on the outside, is taking Tyreek Hill and Waddle, who got great speed. Guys, when you watch Miami during this year, doesn't it feel like you're watching seven on seven? I mean, they're running to yep, windows totally. that are I, like a big 12 offense running against Big 12 defense like damn he just threw that and there was an 18 wheeler that, <laughs> that, that could have fit in there well but he's still throwing on time so for me it's as the corners take them off their mark you got to get your hands and Michael probably counter with motion and moving people around the, the corners and the people the slot corners and nickel and dime you have got to take make sure you get your hands on it. if they get a free release and you're chasing they're going to create space it doesn't matter who you are you got to be physical at the line and take them off their mark so two instead of three quick hitch throw or quick three and throw or catch and release he has to take an extra hold and if you make him hesitate a little bit it takes them off their rhythm offense and now the windows close a little tighter be physical at the line and you can't give up the home run if you've got balls enough to play press man and you don't get a hand on him, he's going to throw a touchdown over the top. So it depends. You're going to have to be multiple, but you better be physical with those guys because if they're playing in space, it wouldn't matter if you brought Mike Haynes and Lester Hayes back. <laughs> they're going to get open. The difference is Mike Haynes and Lester Hayes are going to maul you at the line of scrimmage so you can't get to that spot. Important matchup for the 49ers in the secondary this week. So, Sean, if I did three teams in each conference, if I say Miami, Buffalo, Kansas City, and then in the NFC, I say Philadelphia, Dallas, San Francisco. Do you agree with me that in one form or another, I just named the Super Bowl matchup? I agree that you named the six best teams in the NFL. Right there. With teams like, even though they're 9-2, and two, for some reason people don't buy in. I understand the history. But they, you know, Vikings... The Jets are playing decent, but do they have? Will Mike White elevate him again against good teams? We can go through. Will the char? Who are the Chargers? I think we're still wondering. Um, so yeah, I, you just to me name the six best teams in the NFL, and I'll be shocked if four of those that you just named are the six. Cincinnati's going to disrupt it somewhere. I'll be pretty shocked if four of the six you just named are not playing in the NFC-AFC championship game. And no love for Tennessee, Sean. I'm surprised with the uh, the gritty run game and the physicality and what Vrabel has done. I'm shocked, I, Sean. I'm, I'm stunned. I, frig 
I friggin' love him. Don't be stunned. Don't be stunned. <laughs> I, I love him. Here's why. Now, now, and Burks is elevated. You guys see the way he's playing now? Yep, the, yeah, the absolutely. He's, uh, that, to me, is got me on the... It's kind of like Cincinnati. Now, they do it in a different way. One's a little bit more finesse than the other. But my question is, and we talked about Jimmy making a certain throw, what's going to happen if you eliminate the run game? Now, that's easier said than done, but you run against the defense that they got to throw 40 times. Do they have enough perimeter weapons... To beat you in a, not in a slugfest, but in a stick and move contest yeah. where we're playing out. You know what I'm saying? We're yeah. not a slug. Now, if you want to get into a phone booth and play them, they, there's a good chance they're going to come out on the other side. And Vrabel might start hitting people, too. <laughs> I, I, think they're as I think they're as tough as there is in the AFC. But I'm just concerned when you play the great Burrow, Mahomes, even Herbert, yeah. Allen. Can they keep up in a shootout? So they're going to have to play great defense. And Derrick Henry's going to get awful tired in the postseason if this keeps up. They're going to need him. Uh, Sean, who do you think wins between the 49ers and the Dolphins? Uh, if this game was being played, my I'm, I'm taking the home team, and I don't usually okay. just like to go. I'm going to take. I'm going to take. I, I, what's the spread? Three, three and a half. I think it's a, like yeah, that. three and a half or four actually. Yeah, I would probably take Miami with this. I think this is a field goal game. I do, um, and we'll go find out. Is it what is what is that saying, guys? Irresistible force versus a movable object yeah. type of thing, and we're going to find that out. But uh, both quarterbacks are similar in the fact that the ball comes out and they're pretty accurate. One's got more playmakers on one side. One's got more playmakers. I'm curious here. Bigger, another big key is, can the Dolphins get any shape, get any kind of run game going? Last week, they threw over 30 times against the Texans in the first half. If you squelch their run game, meaning the 49ers squelch the Dolphins, then you can start to pressure and hope you get a tip ball interception. I like the 49ers' physicality to win in a close one. If this game starts to creep towards the 30s, one team, the Miami Dolphins will win. Yeah. Yep, I, I hear that. Yeah, it's about the uh, the first number for the winning team. If it's a two, love the 49ers. If it's a three, probably love the Dolphins, and, Sean. And if it stays in a teens, take San Francisco all day. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Hey, Sean, great stuff as always, man. We love having you. Thank you. you. You guys are awesome. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. There you go. Sean Salisbury. And by the way, the spread is sticking at a very firm four. Yeah, firm four. Right now. I it saw that. Firm four, yeah. 46 and a half, uh, the, the over-under. So they're telling you uh, this game is... You know, it's like a 25 to 21 kind of a ball game, 26 to 22, somewhere in there. I know those are odd numbers, but uh, odd football numbers. But to your point, I agree, Mark. If this game is in the twos, I like the Niners' chances as opposed to if it's up in the 30s. Yeah, let me get the uh, what the Vegas score is here because this is basically what what's the over-under for the Dolphins and what's the over-under for the 49ers, right? So um, I'm trying to see if Probably I can... Probably 24.5 for the Niners and 21.5 for Miami. Yeah, I'm looking for that, and yeah. uh, I want to pay attention to this. So I'll get it during a break. But yeah, right now, a four-point spread, firm four, not leaning in either direction right now. The 49ers as the favorite. He talks about the 49ers stopping the Dolphins' run game as the key to what they want to do with their defense. I agree. And let me say this about the Dolphins' run game. First of all, I don't know who's playing. Uh, I assume Raheem Mostert is playing with how much he's uh, he's ended up talking this week, but he's not been playing lately, which means Jeff Wilson is either way, I think, going to play a, a very big role here. The 49ers very much know these running backs well. Uh, they know how they can, uh, they can hurt you. But I got to say something here, Debs. I was a big Raheem Mostert fan, and I'm not going to say that anything that has happened this week necessarily changes that. 
but I'm really disappointed in the way he's handled this week. Jeff Wilson, it's fresh, and as Sean said, when you get let go or traded by a team, it hurts. It just does. Even though we can look at it and go, dude, you aren't Christian McCaffrey. This was obvious. But at the same time, I get it. It hurts. So, Jeff, I'm going to put over here. But there's something on Raheem Mostert, who earlier this week did say that our team is filled with more talent and said, quote, we actually have a quarterback who can sling it. These are direct quotes. Now, even if you followed that up, Raheem, with, now, don't get me wrong, I think Jimmy's really good. And the reporter left that out. You don't get to come to social media, accuse the media of clickbait, and say this is much to do about nothing. Jimmy's my friend. I love Jimmy. You know who saw through it? Debo Samuel saw through it because he went to Twitter and went, Raheem, man, be real because you said it. There is something that is a big problem. I, I don't need to tell you the problems the media creates. Right. You already know that. But there's a very big problem in reverse, which is the media putting out for the public what was the most interesting thing that you said. And because you didn't like the way it got presented, even though you said it, now you're going to run around in circles going, clickbait, media, this, that, and the other, misquoted. I didn't say it. Dude, you said it. You said it. And if you believe it, that's fine. But I, I thought Raheem Mostert has handled this week very, very poorly getting ready for this game. Well, I know he's tried to walk it back in many ways. And, you know, when you say what you said, it's one thing to be a little bit upset about your situation ending. And, you know, you got to put your name on it, though. If you make a, a quote, if you say something, you got to stand behind it. And, you know, you could try to walk it back and you could try to couch it and all the rest of it. Bottom line is, it'll get settled on the field 60 minutes in Santa Clara. A soggy Santa Clara, it looks like. Yeah, that is the uh, the word right now, which... Uh, I, I, who does that help? Does that help the 49ers? You would figure Miami's got more speed defense? on offense. I don't know. And, uh, you know, Miami unable to really run the ball much. They're 27th in yards per attempt on the ground this year. They're averaging just four yards a carry against a Niner defense that's been very stingy against the run. The thinking would be... If the field is a little bit sloppy and if this weather that we had today is going to hold through Sunday, then you're going to imagine it's going to be a little bit of a slower track and that should neutralize the speed advantage that the Miami Dolphins have on offense. Yeah, Kyle, what do you got on Raheem? This isn't new. Before, 20, uh, before 2021, so yeah, before last season, Mostert was in camp with a brace on his knee. Out of nowhere. And reporters at the facility said, hey, Raheem Mostert's practicing with a brace on his knee. That's weird. Something to look out for. And Mostert takes to Twitter to clickbait, making up injuries, da 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 Second carry of the year, he gets hurt and he's out for the season. Yeah. Like, this isn't new. He just... It's like, people can see you, dog. Is, like, the, <laughs> is the word sensitive? I mean, let's also, yes. let's not forget the way that he handled his contractual situation. Uh, once upon a time, Raheem Mostert demanded a trade, which was fascinating because it was like, look, I get it. The 49ers have not uh, made many guarantees as an undrafted free agent, and he became a very key member of their roster at a very key time. He was their yeah. RB1 when they went to the Super Bowl. I, I get all that. But he's also somebody who demanded a trade in an effort to get like $3 million a year. 
is huge money, but not in in, in the NFL right. circles. But he wasn't going to get it in San Francisco right, like because a, they don't look at running backs that way. I just guess my point is this, and, and maybe this doesn't come off sounding great. Players at the level he was at rarely demand a trade. When you do, like Elijah Moore earlier this year with the New York Jets, like, I demand a trade. And the Jets were like, that's cute. So right. get you right into practice. Yeah, we got he practice didn't even today. play. No. They sat him down. Right. And now where is he now? He's still in the New York Jets. So it, it he just, it feels like somebody who is sort of overstating and overrating the positions and he's overreacting cons- consistently in. Yes. Yes. And that's that's a dangerous thing in this day and age because, as you mentioned, you are interviewed, you, you say something, you're quoted, and it goes, it didn't even go viral, but it became something that we certainly picked up in this market, and now you get mad, and former teammates clap back at you. Well, you have two choices. You can either stand behind it, or you can walk it back, or you can claim... Clickbait. I was misquoted. Right, right. There's there's really no great route out of that other than to stand behind it and say, yeah, this is what I said. I meant what I said. I said what I meant. Yeah. And even if you did compliment Jimmy also, like the words were, we actually have a quarterback who can sling it. If you take the word actually out, it, it, it would have been fine. We have a quarterback who can sling it. Yeah, you do. He's an MVP candidate. But you used the word actually. That's not misquoted. Why would you put the word actually in there? Yeah. You're talking about the 49ers and the Dolphins, and you said, we actually have a quarterback who can sling it. There's only one reason you'd say that. You're saying that Tua is outperforming in Jimmy. And oh, by the way, he is. He is. So stand there. Stand there. Stand behind it. Put your and feet on the ground. And, right. It's I not mean, even that crazy of a statement. No, it's a factual statement. It is right now. I mean, we've yeah. all, I mean, Sean Salisbury said it. Jimmy Garoppolo misses too many easy throws. If he's missing layups, Tua's not missing layups. He's actually hitting hitting three pointers. Yep, yep. Uh, Football Fridays, which are coming tomorrow. <clears throat> excuse, uh, excuse me. Okay? Sponsored. I am great, man. I am just hanging there, pounding toward the finish line. <laughs> uh, sponsored by the Jim Irsay Collection at the Bill Graham Civic Auditorium on December tenth. For free tickets, visit JimIrsayCollection.com. Also, do not forget to get your butt over to 957thegameshop.com. Get your T-shirts, your hoodies, your sweatshirts with all of our great slogans and logos. What are you doing, T-shirts, at 957thegameshop.com. All right, still coming up, if you missed J.P. Morosi's Giants-Yankees odds, we'll have that for you next. Plus... Logan Webb. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast just jumped into the news we'll tell you why in a moment on willard nibs Your boy Guru from Steiny and Guru, noon to three, right here on 95.7 The Game. Back to Willard and Dibs. And you know the old saying on this show, what are my fans? What are you doing? I'm listening. I'm glad you're listening since sounds like you ain't here. Uh, JD and Steiny will be in here shortly. We'll chop it up. Hey, a couple quick things to pass along. First and foremost, Heisman candidate Blake Corum running back for Michigan will have season-ending knee surgery. He oh, no. tried to play against Ohio State and could not. They still ran the hell out of the ball, by the way, without him. Yeah. And uh, he's not going to be back. So season-ending knee surgery for Blake Corum. He will not be a part of whatever Michigan does next. And that's a shame. And, uh, you know, it puts his future in some doubt. And, you know, the good news in college football is that the 12-team playoff is official. Yes, it is. It's coming. Not next year, but the year after. Correct. Correct. 12 teams. The top four will get a bye. The first round matches 5v12, 6v11, 7v10, and 8v9. Those will all be held at home sites. Are you sure it's not next year? Because I know it says 2024, but that's January 2024. Yeah, you may be right. I, I, I wasn't sure is... if it was the 2024 season or it's. It always throws me like with yeah. uh, with the the NFL. We talk about. The 2023 playoffs, they actually happen for the 2022 NFL regular season. So there is that that overlap. Yeah, John Wilner, who is the number one guy for all Pac-12 news, I think he stated, all right, here it is. With the Rose Bowl hosting the semis after the 2023 season and the expanded playoffs starting with the 2024 season. Ah, so you're right, but also... No, you're right. No, this Rose Bowl, the one that's coming in one month, this will be the last traditional Pac-12 Big Ten matchup at the Rose Bowl. Well, it hasn't been that That's fair, too. In a long time. Well, uh, rotating it hasn't been. It has been when it's off, but they're hosting... 
um, the uh, the semis this year. So this is right. one of the years where it wouldn't be traditional. The Rose Bowl died about uh, 12 years ago. It used to be a great Very tradition, true. the granddaddy of them all, where big the Big Ten champ against the Pac-10 champ. Knee, Pac-12. Knee. Knee, Pac-8, however you want to say it. That was always great. Because even if it wasn't, you know, a playoff game, but now that we have the playoffs, the Rose Bowl will be a part of the playoffs, which is great. I know that uh, I think next year the Rose Bowl, or when the playoff actually starts in 2024, the Rose Bowl, I think, is one of the one of the quarterfinal games, and then it's the semifinal the next year. Right. They're going to rotate them. Um, and then also this statement from the great Willie Mays on the passing of Gaylord Perry. Quote, he was a good man, a good ball player, and my good friend. So long, old pal. That's from uh, from Willie Mays. And if uh, you missed that earlier today, at the age of 84, may he rest in peace, Gaylord Perry passing away. Yeah, I mean, that's it's a great run. I just hope that when people talk about Gaylord Perry, especially today, and you, you look back at his career, we don't just immediately go to spitball and Vaseline and, you know, the peculiarities of some of the, the way he doctored the baseball are certainly a part of his story. But he's a damn good pitcher, Hall of Fame pitcher. He's got his number retired down there at Third and King. So there's more to Gaylord Perry than just what some of us remember. I remember as a kid when, you know, he, he was out there on the mound and the umps are coming out and they're, all right, Gaylord, give it up. And he's got, you know, a nail file. He's got Vaseline. He's got a saw. He's got all kinds of different stuff out there. Can, can we have 30 seconds of fun with game show music? Sure. Can you name all of the teams for which Gaylord Perry pitched? I mean, he pitched for like 10 teams. Yeah, it, right? lot. it was a lot. God. Uh, well, the Giants, I know, are one. Ding. I remember he was a Padre. Ding. He was not a guardian, but we'll call him the Guardians because we don't want to disparage people by saying their old nickname. Ding. I feel like he was in Texas. Ding. Here's where it gets tough. This, hey, this is the last five years of his career now. I mean, you got you got you got the big you got the big four. Uh, where are you gonna go from here? I'll go with the Braves. Ding. Uh, he had to have been a Yankee. Everyone was. Ding. Ah, oh, jeez. For only four games, by the way. Did two I more. S- two more. Two more. Two more. Uh, is he a Mariner? Ding. Oh, my God. And the last four games of his career at age 44 were played with? The Oakland A's. Oh! No, no! The, so the Rangers. <laughs> no, you already said that. Oh, shoot. <laughs> two games before Tim. Tim the and what do, you, what, do you, what do you say about the Rangers? I heard Rangers. Uh, Kansas City Royals. Ah, oh, Kansas and City will never be Royals. Royals. And that is the end of our game today. Almost ran the table on Gaylord Perry. That was really good. He has pitched for 437 teams over a period of 518 years. His career, and how many wins? He had like 315, oh right? Uh, He's in the 300 win club. 314. Yeah. 314 and 265. This guy had, quick math, 579 decisions in Man. his career. 579 decisions. 
usually you don't even get 15 in a, in a year now. Seriously. 579 decisions. He pitched decisions. until he was, what, 44? 44 years old, yeah. So that was more yeah. than 30 seconds was, on Gaylord Perry, but it that was. was worthy. It was. Okay, now we'll move on to another pitcher who is a little bit more in the current. His name is Logan Webb, and Logan Webb will play for Team USA in the World Baseball Classic. That just came down about 20 okay, minutes ago. Okay, Logan. Logan Webb. Atta boy. He's putting America on his chest. That's awesome. I'm happy for Logan. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I think he's feeling very patriotic. He was in his nation's capital, the Golden One Center, taking in a Sacramento Kings game. Go ahead and fly that, uh, what do they put the, what's the thing? The, the beam. The light ray, the beam. It's the Thank beam. you. <laughs> Keep me up, Scotty. Thank you. The beam. Dusty Baker and Logan Webb with an iconic photo with one another over the weekend. Okay. At a Sacramento Kings game. That's that awesome. Great. Yeah, Kings yeah, yeah. on the rise, by the way. Um, absolutely. Not only the All team, rise? but the, exper yeah, the oh, experience sorry. itself. Uh, what do you think of the World Baseball Classic, Mark? Um... I think it's great. I think it's great. I, I I never love when a player on your favorite team heads off to do more. That always makes you nervous. Okay. When is it? Uh, is it every know, four some, years? Sometime. Or? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, don't this, know when I it mean, starts. and I don't mean to corner you, but this is kind of like well, here. This is kind of my my take in a nutshell on the World Baseball Classic because. Baseball is not played by the world, and this event is not a classic. Um, well, um, uh, so now, there you have it. You can always call things a classic if you want to. You just do it. Let's do. I mean, golf tournaments do it all the time. Oh, the so World Cup is actually contested by the entire world. Right. Well, so is the World Baseball Classic. How many countries play baseball? Well, no. Game again, show music, please. Again, it doesn't mean it has to be every single country. How about more than 10%? It's, it's, it, would you like it to be called the International Baseball Classic? I'd like it to be called the Among Teams That Know What Baseball Is, Look, We Have a Tournament. If you're going to get mad at that word, why don't you use it for the World Series rather than the World Baseball Classic, which is much more world than the World Series. True. Okay. And, and at least the World Series involves people from a number of other countries coming together and that's probably the best baseball in the world. So is the World but, Baseball Classic. But it's, I mean... Anyway, anyway, anyway it's, it's in March. It's per in March. Wikipedia, okay. the World Baseball Classic was created in order to further promote the game around Across the, the world. Across the world, right. yeah. 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 How there many countries know. are we up to now? I think three. Awful lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, no. just no. let's skip ahead to the part where the Dominican Republic takes on... Cuba in the final. Don't you diminish the World Baseball Classic. Oh, I have you before no and reason, I will again. There's no reason to do that. So actually, there has been two teams from Africa, 32 from the Americas, 16 from Asia, 10 from Europe, and 4 from Oceania. That's All enough. Right. Yeah, that's good. It's big. That's good. Don't act like every country in the world is in the World Cup either, by the they way. They all have a shot to they qualify. They all have a shot if they've got a team. Not every country has a team. Oh, absolutely. Every single tiny... Does the Vatican have a team? If they have 11 people, <laughs> the Pope is a do legit center man. sleeping on Cyprus. <laughs> have you seen the Pope head the ball with that hat on? You can't stop the Pope. Best goalie in the world because his goal is closed. He's got that little mobile <laughs> that he's driving around in. He's like, you can't kick the ball in here. Anyway. So much blasphemy that could just come on here. All rise. John Paul Morosi on Aaron Judge. You are going to want to hear this. Plus, Steiny and JD jump in here next on Willard and Dibs. Now back to Willard and Dibs. Take it away, Mark.
Yeah, will do, Steph. Uh, thank you so much, sir. That's sir. Actually, I don't even like calling him Steph. And Mr. Curry right there. Um, Three-game win streak on tap. Don't forget. I guarantee. I'll be like that Ruffle Got Ridges guys. You did I guarantee. guarantee. I guarantee. I think Bonte this morning was saying he'll take two out of three. And Joe said, oh, Willard guaranteed all three. Yep. They better win all three. Yeah, what do I have to what do I have to pay? Cuz I yeah, they have to pay anything. No, like just I'll, I'll do something. Like I'm not we're not getting ridiculous. I'm not going to run naked down Lombard. I I just mean we do these things. <laughs> you know, like classic sports radio. We it's like if you get something right, we do a victory lap for a month. Yeah. You get something wrong, you're just like, so we'll talk about something else for a little while. It's like, funny you mentioned go naked. Ahead. I'll be ready to pe- make it a penalization sensation. What, what, donuts you, is normally the currency. Okay, all right, all right, you got it. That'd be great. You got it, you got it. If they don't win three Four in a row. Miles Delort. Well, no, no, I think I told you the breaking news. Yes. Bob's Donuts, Mill Valley. I now have a donut place less than five miles from the house for the first time okay. since coming back to the Bay, and we're ready to roll. I have sampled. They have passed the tests. They will be here unless the Warriors win three in a row. Okay, and if they win three in a row, then I will provide the same uh, donut, but I won't Good. go to Bob's. No, don't go to Bob's. I'll go to Quality Donuts there yeah. on uh, on 73rd. I love them too. One quick side note before we get uh, rolling. NBA, what are you doing? There's one game tonight. There is one game. Is that in it? The association. Dallas is at Detroit. That's it. That's not even a good one. What the hell are you doing? I understand Um, election day. That was a cute little thing. We're not going to play so you can all vote. Great. Even though most people go absentee now. Gosh, that is weird. One game on the slate. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven tomorrow. And thirteen last night. Are they just trying to avoid Thursday nights? Is that I, I haven't looked at Buffalo and Thursday the Patriots nights. were ducking well, that. Just in general, Thursday night football is the second-rated television show out there. Yeah, but what are you doing, NBA? I don't know. That's yeah. weird. And so, if you're going to give us one game, can we not have Dallas at Detroit? Um, Much I'm of crap. Just looking at this, like what does next Thursday look like? For example, mm-hmm. to see if this is a normal thing. Next Thursday, only three games. Only three games. Yeah. That's it. Huh? You're terrified of the NFL. <laughs> That's it. I would be, too. Because you got 82 of these too. babies, so we got to duck them. Um, what's up next on the game is brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full-service banking, no compromises. Also sponsored by Pfizer, Willard and & Dibs, and Steiny and J.D. going to jump in here in a second. And uh, we'll get into this with them. I can't wait to hear what they have to say about it. We started our show with it. The changeover with Bonte and Joe was a lot about it. So here's the backgrounder. The hot stove. This morning on MLB Network, big back-and-forth conversation between host Matt Baskersian and host-slash-former player Harold Reynolds. And it's all about Aaron Judge. Now, Reynolds sort of played the line of, look, it's free agency. I don't know how it's going to go. You want to get as many teams involved as possible. Sure, he could make this decision or that decision. He kind of played the middle. Vaskersian comes over the top rope and is like, Yankees. Yankees, Yankees, Yankees. It's got to be the Yankees. The Yankees can't let him go, and you cannot leave the Yankees. That is worth so much money to be a one-uniform player, career New York Yankee, top brand in baseball, 62 home runs, end up in the in the monument out in the outfield, all of that. And Vasquez's like, there's no way he can leave the Yankees. And then they bring in their insider and reporter, boots on the ground, John Paul Morosi. 
And they say, John, what do you know? It's got to be Yankees, right? Listen to JP. The Giants are a very realistic possibility. I, this is not a Yankees at 70% likelihood and the Giants at 30. I think that we are very close to 50-50, where if the Giants really step up and get that AAV up closer to $40 million a year, there's a legitimate chance that Aaron Judge becomes a San Francisco Giant. And a couple more notes on the discussion that you just had. Number one, let's take a step back and realize the offer that the Yankees made to Judge, total guarantee back at the end of spring training around opening day, was just less than $220 million. So Aaron Judge already, based on the numbers that Jeff has reported, and I believe that they are correct, he has already made himself guaranteed at least 80 million additional dollars. Let's think about that for a minute. He has made himself, by turning that offer down, an additional $80 million at least, and that number could go up. The other part here, and Harold referenced this a moment ago, I really believe that Aaron Judge won't sign with the Giants unless there is a credible and actionable plan to put a winning team around him that can get to the postseason. I don't think Aaron Judge will take on all that pressure and expectation of going across the country if he looks at the roster and says, we're going to finish 500 and behind the Dodgers and Padres. They're going to have to, whether it's Kodai Senga or one of the infielders, do something that validates Judge's faith. And that is where I think Farhan Zaidi has to come up with a comprehensive plan in the next week to 10 days that shows Aaron Judge, you're not just going to come here and make a lot of money. You're going to come here and win and make the playoffs in 2023. You know, with regard to that plan, I wonder, was that plan already laid out in the meeting that they had last week? Had to have been. Or as JP says, lay it out over the next 7 to 10 days. Did the Giants handle that meeting by saying, hey, Aaron... What is it you want to see? And then we're going to go put a spreadsheet together because, right. boy, we know how to do that. And Aaron said, get me Kodai Senga. Get to, me Kodai to, Senga. To start. Get me his number. Let's start with, uh, it's an international <laughs> call. You're going to have to dial nine to get an outside line. It's a but world baseball classic. No doubt. We'll see him undoubtedly in March. Don't miss the 22 teams in the, in the world that play. And when they all collide. But... I guarantee you when they met with Aaron Judge, there was an overhead projector. There was copious <laughs> spreadsheets. Overhead projector. We can win with Lance. Get over it, Jamakis. That was the, the all-time class. We should ask oh, Mike Silver yes. about that. Memories of the overhead projector. He, yeah. played a, he played a not insignificant role at the very end of that. If you, if you have time today, I know you're, uh, you're going to be kicking it around on yep. this rainy day. Yep. Go on YouTube, the uh, Al Davis press conference with the firing of Lane Kiffin. If you can see it in its totality, it is an unbelievable, it's just a, a testimony to to one man and his desire to get out a message. One man. Totally. God, I miss him. His desire. He was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was great. Al Davis. Okay, two we things. We can win with Jamakis. <laughs> get over it. No, you can't. That was the quote, uh, though. Two things from what John Paul just said as Steiny and JD get settled in here. He said at the beginning, quote, if the Giants step up, if the Giants step up, and then he continued to say to get that AAV up to $40 million, my God, the answer to that better be yes. Like, why the hell would you even be in this conversation at this point if you weren't willing to take a $37.5 million per year offer and turn it into 40? So, 
if the Giants step up and get it to 320, to me, is a no-brainer slam dunk that they should and will do that. The second part is the word actionable. He said, can Farhan Zadi come up with an actionable plan that pitches to Aaron Judge, this is what we're going to do next. And that's the one that is is more interesting. I don't think the Giants, I think the Giants are, let's put it this way, not as far away from winning as a lot of people would have them believe right now because of what happened last year. But it's not just the Giants, right? Like, to me, if this is the conversation, it's good news for the Giants. Because if what we're saying is Aaron's willing to hear the plan, it sort of, to me, feels like he's searching. He's searching for a reason to say yes. He's searching for a reason to leave the I mean, Yankees. he came out here. Do you realize how long that flight is? But it's not just money. Like, the money... No, but it's... You're right. It, the money's going to be there. He wants to hear the plan. The actionable plan. That's a it good thing. It can't just be, it's gotta be hey, a good plan. I'm far on. We're going to sign everyone. Yeah. That's not an actionable no, no, no. plan. And the free agents talk to one another. So, it, believe me. These oh, yeah. conversations are further along then we probably know. But he didn't come out here unless he believed that yeah. they could come up with an actionable plan. I keep hearing that the winter meetings are going to be quick. There's going to be a lot going on. Um, I know that we've gotten used to things waiting until February yeah. now. I think next week's going to be really, really busy. You and I both think that when we are here uh, exactly a week from today, we're going to know who Aaron Judge is about to play for. Uh, let's get Steiny and JD yeah, let's in here. Do it. Hi, boys. How we doing? What's going on? Now, why, hey. why are you looking at me like that? You're trying to keep your excitement under wraps. Well, well I, listen, they're I don't the know. betting favorite. Minus yeah, one thirty. They're but the I betting favorite. But I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Actually, if you wow. listen to the first changeover, um, I would. If we were to rank, sort of uh, about to jump out of our seat, excitement, wouldn't you say Shasky right now is is number one? He, well, always. Well, right, but he thinks... Talking about playing the favorite. I mean, he felt like it, it was about to happen in any minute here. Bonte has moved toward it. You've moved toward it. I'm still right where I was. I still, I'm optimistic, but man, I got a lot of respect for what the Yankees are going to have. It's a classic offer. guru reverse devil time. Yeah, I got a I, lot I, of I mentioned respect. that this morning because... I heard. Sean, sure. he doesn't... Mark doesn't want to get his hopes up. And right. I, I made the analogy about... Christmas when you you want a bike for Christmas and you look under your Christmas tree you know your parents get you some gifts and then Santa comes through on Christmas Day but you look on like December 20th and there's a giant box and you're thinking it's a bike I'm getting the bike that I asked for months ago Christmas morning comes you open it up and it's a workbench Oh, you know, right. it's Love Actually. Who hasn't seen Love Actually over the holidays? Have you seen Love Actually? No, you haven't seen. Have actually, you seen Love I Actually? Have. You all seen Love Actually? You know actually, the, I have. You know the. You know the. You know the wife. Three. The wife who oh. goes in and she's Sandra sort of, Bullock probably. She, not Sandra oh, Bullock. I'm sorry. I'm going to talk to JD. He's seen Love Actually. <laughs> you know the wife who catches the husband buying a necklace, right? But he doesn't know that she saw Hugh him Grant joined, buy right? the necklace. Hugh Grant is in Love Actually, but this is not his actual scene. Oh. Right, and she sees that, and then when there's oh. a gift under the tree that's the exact shape of the necklace box, she's assuming it's the necklace. She opens nice. it up; it's a CD, and <laughs> the affair comes out. Mm, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. Is it a CD that he had made of songs for his? Yeah, uh, it, was his side piece? it was a mixtape. It was a mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there I mean, while we're goodness. while we're having this conversation, that would be high fidelity with the mixtape. Ah, yes, thank you very would. much, yeah. uh, um, Steiny. Yeah. yeah. Before yeah, we get yeah, to yeah. the legal. You know that today is a historic day 
for women in the soccer world, right? Absolutely. Tell me why. <laughs> uh, first uh, goal in Women's World Cup was scored <laughs> 63 years ago. This is where I got to expose him, J.D., because yesterday he was all, I'm the champion of Women's World Cup, mm -hmm. and I'm the champion of women's sports, and all That's the rest true. of this malarkey. That's not what I said. You were trying to portray yourself as some sort of no, a, an advocate. I said, can I note that it's the Men's World Cup? Yes, because that's all I say. The I didn't, women, I I didn't the, push it. You I didn't promote it. wildly out of the way to try to disparage. Well, huh? well today, and you should take oh, this one go. home. Take this one home to the family. What did Rapino do? No, no, no. Please. My girl. Take she a break, Megan. something on Instagram. She anyway. dyed her hair pink. Yeah. Okay, it's breaking news. First ever all-female mm. officiating crew in the that's history right. That's right. of the I World did see Cup. That. And at this point, you got to look at Major League Baseball and say, what are you doing, MLB? You tell me we can't have a woman stand in a blazer behind first base and say safe or out? It's a joke that MLB doesn't have a female yet wow. as a professional umpire. M MLB is always the last to do everything, as you know. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ, FM, and HD1 San Francisco, always live on the Odyssey that's, app. I can, I that's can, an I officiating can, I can double down. Really okay, soccer. you're son okay, of a ref. fine. Then why don't you tell me uh, why the U.S. men's national team's one nothing victory over uh, Iran, why was that significant specifically for the U.S. women's national team? Oh, Boy, this is a tough segment for you, Steiny. Yeah, don't, yeah. <laughs> real tough. Wait a minute, right? you don't know? Of course not. Okay. Did you know that they split the money? The I didn't know that. The yet. prize money that goes up for oh, them making yeah. the knockout stage. Yeah, yeah. Is so the now, men are very happy about that. It's split equally between the men's and women's national team. Well, I could, here's why I could pay. be a jerk and say it's not split equally. The women give the men <laughs> their extra money. Well, not in this case. Yeah, no, they get case. the money because the men get to yeah. keep playing, so the a, revenue will then be split. And there's more revenue in the men's yeah. tournament. We don't yes. want to compare the success of the two. No, we don't, but no. we also shouldn't compare the uh, situations because they're different. Yeah. Both, the, both hey, things both are true. Both you guys, shut up. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> don't go to hell, you guys. You're the one who came in here on your high <laughs> exactly. horse yesterday. Don't exactly. have a high horse. Wow. Bring a high you horse in here. You came galloping in with your crop on your high horse. And Bay Area women. You got checked today. You got Bay served. Bay Area women. <laughs> oh. I need you. You got I need today. you right now. <laughs> you got Steven. I need you. You got served. You got served. <laughs> you got served. <laughs> All anyway, right, how you guys doing? That's over. What's now. going on All today? Right. What's cooking? Uh, what's on the What's on the uh, What's on the legal? What's path? floating your boat? Like first and foremost, guy. Like what's the one thing that you're like? I got to get this out. What's the well, least? I actually, I actually said to JD, I'm kind of feeling Niners as opposed to Judge because Judge. I feel like it's hard to talk about Willie, Wony. Yeah, you can. I mean, we can talk about what it'll mean if he does or if he doesn't. But 49ers, I'm. How about this? This is a game they could afford to lose. Like sit tight, wow. sit tight with McCaffrey and and AFC do, game and do your best. True. So do your best. So here's the two ways to look at it. I'm not saying lay down. No, mathematically, mathematically, you're correct. Um, emotionally, maybe not so much. But if they if they go into that game without McCaffrey and Mitchell, and they get beat. What they got? They got six games left. The, yeah, it's, well, yeah. Here's the thing. This is probably the sixth most important game they're of their still, remaining they're six. They're still in great shape for the three yeah, seasons. That's probably true. Yeah. But, but here's the thing, and maybe it doesn't mean anything. And this is also the kind of game that they do when they are a little shorthanded. They don't 
tend to play as well and well, play I think, team. I think if they lose to Miami, it it ensures that people can say they didn't really beat anybody who was good on their schedule. If the Dolphins go on to be eleven and six or something like that, now it won't mean anything because they're still going to the playoffs. But they'll have to hear that probably for the final month yeah. of the season. Well, and, and and do they need to be one of those elite teams to even get, for instance, as far as the NFC title game? Maybe not. Here, here's I would I would spotlight it more on one side of the ball because you're talking about no McCaffrey, no Mitchell. I don't think anybody would be surprised if the 49ers only score seventeen or twenty points this weekend. This is for the defense. You are being called the best defense in the NFL. You are being compared in some circles yesterday to the 85 Bears. And, back to that again? And the Ray Lewis Ravens. Michael Irvin, Michael Irvin did it. Wow. So if you're going to be compared to that because of four straight second half shutouts, let's see you do it against a really good offense. Because five weeks ago, Patrick Mahomes came to Levi Stadium and torched you. So are you that defense? Or are you this defense? And I think this weekend tells that story. And I think that to your point, though, about afford to lose, when you do look at the remaining schedule, the Washington Commanders, that's a pre-playoff kind of game. Yeah. Tampa Bay's a pre-playoff. you got Seattle and Arizona divisional games. And so in terms of it's, it's weird because McDaniel versus Shanahan and Raheem Mostert and what he said and possible Super Bowl preview, it's not that far-fetched. To think about that, both these teams are likely going to be in the playoffs, but when you take a step back and you look at the games that they still have to play and that they still need to win, this one might be the six most important. Let me throw this one at you guys. Who do you trust more between Kyle Shanahan and Mike McDaniel? Huh? Well, it's funny. you were. I think, for whatever reason, like, in this particular game, this weekend, McDaniel has an edge. Why is that? I, I'm not... It's just more of a hunch... That he knows more about the Niners than the Niners know about uh, Miami because McDaniel has only been a head coach for one year and Shanahan's got a track record. And I don't know if can Mc, McDaniel can probably score some points against that defense because he knows it's little See, intricacies that might not be as good as people. I don't know. Here's the thing. I mean, I, I, I like them both. I like them both a ton. But when you ask that question, J.D., our mind immediately goes to offense because we know both yeah. of them are offensive gurus. But they're actually both head coaches. Mm -hmm. So um, are we judging that based on who wins and how the team looks as a whole? Or are we judging it based on which offense does more? Because Mike McDaniel's offense is rolling much more yeah. than Kyle Shanahan's offense. You could make the case it's more talented. It's, you know, it is what they planned it to be at the beginning of the year, which is not true for the 49ers. So I, I don't know. I think the 49ers are playing better football all around than the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins' offense is looking better than the 49ers' offense. And I think this is a D'Amico Ryan's game, ultimately, because Kansas City, the last offense that was really good, they ran through you. They ran through you like somebody who's got stomach flu. And after the last four games, those offenses weren't great. And you shut out Andy Dalton, good for you. You're supposed to shut out Andy Dalton. But this team is different. And I wonder if the the weather factors might not play a significant role in slowing down Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Got like, rain? Rain like in the forecast? I think so. Mm. I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, at least a little bit of a wet track. Yeah. Yeah, the daily right now, obviously, 100% chance of rain today. So, yeah. in case anybody nice. didn't know that. It has been. Yeah, right now, oh, <clears throat> it's tracking towards 62. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.